Several cities and states have recently passed legislation regulating what wholesalers can do, and more cities and states are planning to do the same this year. For me, this is very concerning, and I've been talking about this extensively here on my channel, but there is still a lot of confusion as to what the real issues are and what could potentially have drastic consequences on the wholesaling industry, as well as concerns about what to do about it. On today's video, I hope to clear up all of this confusion, find out if wholesaling is really under attack, and what you can and should do about it. Coming up. Wholesaling houses is a broadly used term because there are different methods to do a wholesale transaction. A general definition is to find a distressed property and flip it for a profit without adding any improvements to it. Now this could be done by purchasing it and then immediately reselling it to a predetermined cash buyer. This often is called a double closing. Or you could purchase the property without a buyer yet and list it for sale on market and resell it to a retail buyer, which is often called wholetailing. Or you could do the most common technique called the assignment of contract. Now, unlike a double closing or a wholetail, the assignment is so popular because it is a no money technique. You don't actually need the funds to purchase the property because you assign your position in the contract or what's called your equitable interest in the contract for a fee to a cash buyer who steps in to fund and buy the property. Now I teach extensively how to do all of these methods here on my YouTube channel, but because of the low barrier to entry, the no money assignment technique has morphed into a multi-billion dollar industry. Consider this, in 2019, an estimated 544,911 properties were sold off market. With an average wholesale fee of approximately 17,200, that results in almost 10 billion in annual wholesaler income. By utilizing the assignment technique over the years, thousands and maybe millions of people have been able to enter the real estate scene with little to no money. In fact, that is my story. I was broke as hell when I started 18 years ago in Metro Detroit, and thanks to the assignment technique, I was able to break into real estate with no money and later transition into fix and flip, new construction, vacation rentals, long-term rentals, commercial, and many other strategies and become a self-made millionaire. All because of my start in real estate using the no money assignment technique. However, in recent years, due to the growth and popularity, wholesaling is getting a lot of attention in the public and it's very negative. Just in the past few years, laws have been passed to regulate wholesaling in multiple cities and states. I'll stay to the end of this video and I'll summarize the recent laws in each of these cities and states. But let me be crystal clear about what's really under attack. When I talk about how regulators, consumer protection agencies, and special interest groups are coming after wholesaling, I'm specifically referring to the assignment. The other wholesaling techniques are not an issue. You can double close and wholetail until the cows come home without any issues. In fact, you can do any technique, including creative financing, as long as you perform on the original contract with the seller and take title. Let me say it again. The only thing that regulators, the real estate commission, consumer protection agencies, and special interest groups have an issue with is the assignment. Their argument is that the wholesaler is not really a principal in the transaction because he doesn't have the means or the intent to buy the property and take title. They argue that the assignment is unlicensed brokering, illegal, and even fraudulent. 
And the narrative these anti-wholesaler advocates are using to propel this movement is that wholesalers are predatory and steal equity from unsuspecting homeowners. But make no mistake, all of this derives from the assignment. Now, for some time here on my channel, I've been talking about the problems with the assignment and even encouraging wholesalers to consider discontinuing from doing the assignment. I even said on a live stream that wholesaling wasn't created for broke people and that offended some people. So let me clarify what I meant by that. Like I explained, the assignment is a no money technique that has been a huge blessing to many, including myself. But, but the anti-wholesalers with pitchforks don't care that our industry wants to transact with no money. They don't care that it helps new investors get into the game of real estate. They don't care that you or me don't have the money to buy the property. And we can't make the argument to a regulator who says the assignment is unlicensed brokering, illegal, fraudulent, and predatory that we should keep the assignment because it allows beginners with no money to quickly get rich. In fact, that position fuels their movement even more. And that's the very thing they hate. A bunch of newbies with no money running around unregulated practicing real estate. Can you see how bad that position comes off? For the assignment to survive long term, it has to stand on its own as legitimate. That means if we don't succeed as an industry at cleaning up the way the assignment is done and convey to the world that the assignment is not illegal, it's not fraudulent, and it's not predatory, then it will eventually be banned or at best highly regulated. So, how do we get the assignment to stand on its own? There's only one way I can think of. Come together as a unified industry, create best practices, create a code of ethics, have some type of certification, improve the way it's done, and show the world that helping sellers in distress is what we stand for. The best way I can think of to do that is with a trade organization. Every single industry in the world has a trade group. The trade group collects dues from its members who voluntarily align with its vision, and the trade group then is the public face of the industry and fights to preserve, protect, and enhance their industry and its members. Part of that includes a legal fund to fight back against its enemies. Now, many of you know that I'm publicly against the National Association of Realtors, or NAR, which is the trade group for real estate agents. I'm against NAR, not because it's a trade group, but because they're leading the movement against the wholesaling industry. NAR wants all 10 billion in annual wholesaler revenue to come under its umbrella. Think about it. If all wholesalers have to get licensed, then that money falls under the broker agent model. But as far as a trade group, NAR is actually amazing. In fact, the best. With 1.5 million members, NAR collects 260 million in annual dues. NAR is the largest and most successful trade group in America and has excelled at preserving, protecting, and enhancing its own members, real estate agents. In fact, NAR is so good and so powerful that it's been nearly impossible to disrupt the agent model, even though technology advances are trying to. Agree or disagree with NAR? One thing is true. They fight hard for their members. Now, let me ask you, who is fighting for the wholesaler and specifically the assignment? Who is standing up to the flammatory and anti-wholesaler movement calling wholesalers predatory? I know an industry influencer who posted on social media that his TikTok account was in jeopardy of being closed permanently for talking about wholesaling because wholesaling is illegal in many countries. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you think if wholesaling is illegal in other countries that it will infiltrate America? 
Of course it will. And here we are, 2022, a multi-billion dollar industry and don't even have a trade association. We don't even have a voice or a seat at the table. We're not even part of the conversation. We are so fragmented that we can't even unify as an industry. Well, actually we do. There is an association. It's in its infancy and there's a ton of work to do, but a registered association for wholesalers has been officially created. It's called the National Real Estate Wholesaler Association or NREWA for short. There is a website, go to NREWA.org. Now there will be a board of directors. We'll need to create best practices and a code of ethics. Ideally, there will be a certification so that when you are meeting with a seller, you can say, I am a certified member of NREWA and here's what we stand for. Look, there are a lot of decisions to make as to what's best for the industry. So let's have that discussion. Let's do this, you guys. Unfortunately, some in prominent positions of influence in the industry have accused me and other supporters of fear-mongering, trying to monopolize the industry, and to sell you courses. When this first happened, I was shocked. I've given so much to the industry for years, and I'll admit, I took offense to this. I took it personally. And then I got this comment from a loyal viewer on my channel, Jacob Grandy, who expressed a concern that me and others on the board that have for-profit businesses could misuse the funds and profit at the expense of its members. He said this, I'm not saying an association to protect the industry is bad. It's proving necessary. The ones that run the association must be held accountable by all of us, the wholesalers, to ensure the association remains fair that it doesn't turn into a business that makes a few rich at our expense. That's my concern. So thank you, Jacob, for expressing that concern and doing it in a non-accusatory way. And now that I think about it, that is actually a valid concern. So I wanna address that issue and hopefully dispel that notion once and for all. First of all, the NREWA is a 501c3, which is a tax-exempt nonprofit entity. To qualify, the IRS is very strict about how the funds are appropriated. The IRS states that no one person, whether it's an officer or general member, can benefit from the institution financially. Now, employees can receive compensation, but compensation is tracked very carefully and has to be equivalent to pay in the private sector. It must be approved by the board. And if exuberant, both the person who received pay and the board who approved it can be fined by the IRS. You have to track your hours and it's a big deal. Trust me, you can't be a nonprofit tax exempt organization without following the rules very carefully. And the last thing I want is a job. But to prove my intentions are sincere, I pledge to never receive a dime in compensation for serving in any capacity in the association. And Pace, Jamil, Brent, and any of the other board members have agreed to do the same. Now, I really hope that helps the community feel at ease about that. So if you have concerns about policy or best practices, fine, I get that. Bring your concerns. Let's have a discussion and do what's best for the industry. Or, or not. You know, maybe it's not worth it. What do I need all this grief for? Why should I paint a big target on my head for people to come after? Why should I volunteer my time and resources and platform to try and do something about it? I don't even do the assignment very much anymore. I double close, I wholetail, or I fix and flip most of the time because I can now. I even created a program where my students can use my money to double close. It's sweet. I'll fund your first deal for free and then lock you in for life at a low rate. Go to usejerryscash.com to learn more or don't use my fund. I don't care if you're in the state of Illinois and you don't have a real estate license and you do the assignment more than one time in a 12 month period, you are breaking the law and if caught, you will pay a $25,000 fine. I'm trying to find solutions. Look, I've already made it. 
I make millions a year. In 2021, I'm reporting I made seven million in total taxable income. So I don't care. I don't need this grief. I got better things to do. In fact, I'll tell you what, you tell me someone else who you think could do it better and I'll gladly hand over the reins. They can take it. If you know someone with the passion, resources, the platform to get it off the ground, then by all means, he or she can have it. Or just don't do anything. You can watch from the sidelines as the assignment slowly or quickly burns to the ground. Now, I try to be as transparent as I possibly can about what I do. Those of you who follow me know that about me. Is there an indirect benefit for leading the charge? Do I have a selfish motive? Yes, a little. I'm a businessman. I want to save wholesaling to preserve my for-profit businesses, including my software and finder programs. It's also good brand awareness. But it's more than that. I've dedicated the past 18 years of my life working and serving this industry. I'm turning 45 years old this year and legacy is my biggest priority now in my life. In 50 years from now, what will I be remembered for? Maybe the guy who helped save wholesaling. Maybe they'll put my picture on the Wholesaling Hall of Fame. And if they do, it better be a picture where I have hair. Or at least maybe I'll be remembered as the guy that had the balls to try. I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, who am I kidding? Who are we to go up against NAR? Especially when industry influencers are fighting to stop the association from even happening. NAR has so much money and power. Maybe it doesn't matter what we do and NAR will continue until the assignment goes away or at least is heavily regulated. I don't know. At least I'll be able to sleep at night knowing I tried. But I hope, I hope we can be David and take down Goliath. I hope we can change the perception in the public. I hope we can get hundreds of thousands of members willing to join and pledge their money and support. I hope we can create a massive legal fund and fight back. Imagine this, imagine if we got 250,000 members who each paid an annual membership due of $250, which by the way is tax deductible. Just $250 would be 62 million annually. Imagine what we could do for the industry with that. Now you have two choices. Option one, get behind me and the association and be a part of the solution. Join the cause. Go to nrewa.org and sign up to pledge your support. Bring your ideas and concerns, but get behind the cause. We already have thousands who have signed up. And once we progress further, we'll keep you updated. Or option two, don't join. Go about your day. Keep doing your assignment deals where it's still legal and enjoy it while it lasts. No one is forcing you to join. The association can't make you do anything. Disagree with the association? Then don't join. Simple. And then reap the benefits of everyone else's efforts when the industry is elevated. And if you don't think the domino effect is happening, here's a quick recap on recent regulations and laws. Illinois has been the most aggressive, as I mentioned, you can only do one assignment, then you must have a real estate license. A first offense is a $25,000 fine. The state of Oklahoma also passed a new law and they took the position that the assignment is now considered brokering and it's illegal to market an assignment contract without a license. Send an email to your cash buyers without a license, you're breaking the law. Post your wholesale deal on Facebook without a license, you're breaking the law. And the Oklahoma law is called the Predatory Real Estate Wholesaler Prohibition Act. They put predatory and wholesaler in the same sentence, and that's what Philadelphia did as well, demonized wholesalers. The Philly City Council led by NAR said, we need this legislation to protect homeowners from the targeted, aggressive, and predatory tactics and misleading practices employed to siphon them of valuable assets, their homes. Atlanta took the same approach, claiming wholesalers coerce sellers and steal equity. 
In Atlanta, if you contact the seller more than once after the seller says he's not interested, you're in violation and breaking the law and subject to fines. Better not send two postcards or follow up on a lead or you might be breaking the law. And this applies to wholesalers only. Agents can contact sellers as often as they want. This law doesn't apply to them. Why? Because they wrote the policy. All of these regulations have passed without the wholesaling industry even being part of the conversation. Right now, both the state of Kansas and Missouri are proposing regulations this year. The director of the Real Estate Commission in Missouri said, I want wholesalers to get licensed or stop what they are doing. My prediction is that unless something is done and soon, in the next few years, there will be massive regulation reform across most states. So let's do this. If you disagree with forming an association, it doesn't matter because it's already formed. Go about your life. But if you have ideas or concerns about how to do this the best way possible, leave a comment and share those ideas and any concerns. And please go to NREWA.org and pledge your support. There is power in numbers. And finally, get educated on what's happening in the industry. I've done several videos on these city and state regulations. I put all of those videos in a playlist. So watch that playlist now. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to my channel with over 800 videos. This is the number one channel on YouTube for all things flipping. And I'll see you on the next video.